המגרסה. Hello and welcome to the Cutting Edges podcast, where we talk serious on the web. Today, I'm glad to host Joseph Valentino Palau, the founder and director of the Copenhagen Webfest. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hey, Val. How's it going? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. So, Joe, let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and what led you to decide to start a festival. Right. Well... Myself, I live in Denmark right now, but I'm uh, from the United States. Um, and in Denmark, I've been trying to work on my film career uh, as a director, writer. And uh, the independent world in Denmark is a bit, uh, is a bit rough here. It's, it's kind of non-existent. Uh, you have to go to certain schools to become a filmmaker. So I did a web series myself and uh, wanted to submit it to Scandinavian Webfest. And there wasn't any. So I met uh, with my partner, uh, Regina Mosh. And we decided to start the first Scandinavian Webfest and uh, with the intention uh, to help other people in the same situation meet people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, how, that's how pretty much how the Webfest became. That's a very short story, very to the point. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot longer. It, it took a, I mean, we prepped, uh, we're, all, we're going on our third year now and our first year we prepped for two years before we uh, pretty much launched it. We did some research, went to other Webfests. Uh, see we needed to do to see if um, Denmark had a place for this and if people wanted it and it seemed to be uh, it seems to work now and it seems to be very needed in the industry here in Denmark cool can you try and tell me or can you identify who is your audience you're saying you're on your third year I'm assuming that you've kind of been able to recognize who your audience is the festival's audience right um, well the audience of submitters or just the audience of the attendees because our audience mainly consists of like independent and self-funded filmmakers mm-hmm. um, and this is seen in both our uh, attendees and submitters our first year we tried to market towards you know to the average person to come be interested in web series but it didn't seem to work uh, very well mm-hmm. our second year we marketed more towards uh, self-funded and independent filmmakers and that that worked perfectly um, Though uh, our last year in Denmark, the producers within the film industry have taken an interest to the festival because of our ability to bring in uh, diverse creators and, and storytellers. Mm-hmm. So we have the industry coming to us now uh, looking for new talent and looking for uh, diverse stories. And do you have audience who is not professional? We have self-funded filmmakers or self-educated filmmakers who are... Uh, one of our big uh, our big audiences we, we don't really have much of uh, just people that walk in off the street it's people that are interested in telling stories and figuring out how to find new ways to tell stories and do you have any connection with those creators throughout the year or is it only cent- centered around the festival itself no we do um, we, we try our best to keep an open connection with our international uh, submitters of course and Uh, but we mainly um, have a strong connection with our Danish submitters uh, because we try to help them make the right connections within the Danish film industry and our doors always open so sometimes they email us questions about how to get funding or who to talk to or where to cast or where can I find a producer and, and whatnot and then we do uh, we do our best to help direct them in the right directions mm, and that's more like a one-on-one connection not like uh, gatherings or stuff of that sort Oh, right, right. Well, we do the one-on-one connection, and we also do the gatherings. I, we actually have a, um, in the beginning of January coming up, we have a um, 
together with uh, Creative Media Desk Denmark, uh, we are putting together a Foreigners in Denmark, I guess, conference where uh, foreign filmmakers that want to work in the Danish industry will come and learn more about the industry and learn how they could find ways to get into the industry. So it's basically for people who aren't Danish to learn how to get into the Danish industry? Yes, that, that one is, yes, because uh, we do have a, a need for diverse storytelling here in uh, Denmark. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of foreign filmmakers that live here and they moved here for all types of different reasons, maybe love, maybe other, other reasons. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to get into the Danish film industry if you don't know Danish. So we're trying to figure out a way to help those people. And, and some of these people are very professional. They just don't have the experience or the professionalism from Denmark. So we're trying to help them uh, figure out how to get in and how to get work in the industry. That sounds amazing. And can you tell a bit about, for people who don't know, what's the Creative Media Desk? Uh, the Creative Media Desk is, um, uh, they work all over Europe. They help assist organizations and countries for filmmakers and gaming, uh, entertainment, pretty much. Yeah, they have a, we're only working with the Danish branch, but they have, a, you know, all over, all over Europe. They have different branches that help filmmakers. Mm. They, and I know they're very good at helping filmmakers with like applications for funding. Some of these applications could be pages after pages. It's pretty crazy. Um, but they're, they're, it's, a good, uh, it's a good service. They're based out of the Danish Film Institute. Mm, so they're like a public organization? I believe so, actually. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing. Now, it makes um, sense that it would started, be. Yeah. I just started working with them. Uh, they, they actually, we, we met with um, the person who runs it. Uh, her name is Ina. And she came to the festival this year as a, a judge uh, for our pitch day. And then she came over to me and told me about this idea that maybe we can do this together for the foreign filmmakers. And uh, that's, what, that's how it sparked. Cool. That sounds great. So if we're going a bit from um, creators and audience to content, so can you tell us what is the popular themes in the shows that you see on your festival? Yeah, okay, that's interesting because um, it actually changed a lot from our first year to our second year. Our second year. The first year, a lot of the themes were based on, um, it's the, uh, well, not themes, a lot of the, the genre. It was very mockumentary. There was a lot of mockumentaries and comedy. Um, this last year, we had... We had, uh, we had a lot more stories this year, um, but it really, it, really, it really depends on the country because what we can see is like uh, the countries that do support web series and have funds for them, they have a lot more, uh, they take a lot more risks in their stories. You see sci-fi, you see stories that, t- that, touch, that talk about um, cultural issues. Um, you see a lot of uh, stories that touch on sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be a very common uh, uh, theme in uh, the web series that we receive. But it seems to, to stick to the, the current generation and the, the generational issues that they're having. Um, I don't see much older generation stories coming out. It, it's a lot of the, the current issues going on in the world, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Can you identify like the format? What's the duration? What's the genre? I know from my experience, it usually... Comedy is the very dominant genre. It's, again, it's also very different by country, but overall, I'd say um, comedy does have some type of stronghold on the storytelling. Uh, we do see a big, this year we saw a big increase in sci-fi, uh, which was very interesting. But um, comedy seems to, to dominate, and maybe that's because it's a, 
quite easy to do a, a very short series with just some, you know, quick jokes and make the audience laugh. Um, what we've noticed uh, when it comes to duration, we've noticed that um, it goes anywhere from three minutes to maybe 20 minutes. But the ones that really hit and really work um, in our screenings, in our, when our judges, uh, when our panel judges the projects, is the shorter. The shorter they are and straight to the point, it seems to be much better. Mm -hmm. So I'd say the duration is like golden between somewhere between five and eight minutes. That sounds familiar. I don't remember where I read it lately, but talking about um, local content versus international content. And when in many occasions, when people try to create a very international content, they miss out on things. Whereas when they just tell very local stories, usually it resonates internationally. Can you tell whether you can identify what kind of um, trend or what kind of um, stories are being told on that perspective? And in, uh, in locally, you mean? Yeah. Like versus internationally? Like uh, in the different, so you get submissions from um, Denmark, obviously, and from around the world. Now, the question is whether those um, shows, those series that you receive, do they focus on local themes? So, for example, you get a South Korean series and it deals with the South Korean issues or does it try and deal with an international theme, like a more global theme? Yeah, I can say for, for Danish submitters, they really stick to local issues, mainly issues of, their, of the directors or the writers' personal experiences in life. You see that a lot here. Mm -hmm. um, I think it has a lot to do with the, the way creatives are trained in Denmark because uh, they're very, they're, it's important in Denmark to, for a director or a writer to, to focus only on their voice and not a voice of the audience sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you see these stories that are very close to home uh, with the creators or the directors, except for the animation. Uh, there was one animation this year that was like that, but uh, we do see some Danish animation that touch on uh, international issues. Uh, but for the international projects, um, it, it also comes by country by country. So like the, Amer the, the submissions from America seem to be a lot of uh, local issues. I mean, the current state of the government and, and what's going on over there, they talk about a lot in, uh, in the short, in the web series. And you, you see that in, in every country. Um, it seems like most countries stick to their local uh, what's going on in their countries or what's going on in their home lives and how things have changed in that way, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but, but right now the Danes or the Danes that submit to our festival seem to stick very much to Danish content and Danish stories, um, mm -hmm. which is something we hope to change in the future. We'd like to see some uh, Danish creators tell more international stories. Interesting. And do you, can you recognize that you said that most of your audience at the festival is uh, indie and self-funded uh, filmmakers, though you mentioned there's also some uh, industry interest in the last year. Um, do you know who watches that content that all of those creators create? Can you say who are they? Um, like in who comes to the screenings, like the ages, I mean, roughly the ages go anywhere between 18 to 35, 40 mm -hmm. um, with the audience that comes to the screenings what was it exactly what was the question again the age right or the well the any, any kind of characteristics so the the common uh, knowledge is that the people who watch digital content on their mobiles or on their um, 
computers are the 18 to 35, though it has been said for the past few years. So I guess this group has also gotten a little more older. Um, but is, is there anything that you can identify about your audience? So for example, um, on the festival that we've had here in Tel Aviv, so we obviously had that pretty much the same um, age group, but we know that many of them were film students. Um, is there any right, right. like additional characteristic that you can see in your audience, the people who come and watch the, the content that you present on the festival? Right. Okay. Well, I'll agree with that too. Uh, it's the same here. Um, film students, we get a lot of film students, uh, mainly aspiring filmmakers, a lot of producing students that are looking to figure out how to find new ways to tell stories. Um, but let's say it's mainly that um, in the 18 to 35, 40 range, um, the older generation seems to be the producers in Denmark that are looking for content within the younger generation. But it's, it's still, it's still uh, we, we would love to tap into finding more um, people that are not involved in the film industry or film school in any way and see what they think about web series. But it's still, I mean, we're going on a third year and that's something we're still trying to figure out how to attract that audience. What do you think might be able to attract them? You know, because like the same, well, I'm assuming that usually film festivals or TV series festivals, usually they attract audience using the big stars, the big names uh, in order to attract the average person. Do you think that web, that web festivals should try and use the same method or is there like another way in which we can attract um, it's called a general audience. Right. I think it's, um, I mean, that's also a tricky situation to figure out, but I think uh, it has a lot to do with, with timing. I think when, um, when the generation now that's in web series or, or watching web series, you know, some of the people that are not filmmakers, but they're watching web series on uh, Facebook or YouTube, when that generation gets a little older, then they'll be the older audience that's still interested in content like this. I don't know if it's um, going to be easy to pull in the older generation or um, now, the older generation now and into it. Um, I, think, I think it's um, to pull in just people that want to watch web series and come. I think it just has to do with the popularity of the web series. I don't think it has to do with, with stars or not. But for Denmark, if we can get some Danish web series popular, like really popular, I think people would love to come see some of the content. Also, I think it depends a lot on, you know, a lot of the web series are free online. Some of these people have already seen it, so they won't come and watch it again in a, in a screening. Usually it's the creators and their friends and families that come see it. It, it depends on how they, how they get the series as well and if they're willing to come see more. You know, maybe in the future we'll have a platform that shows 10 episodes of a web series and if you want to see some new episodes, you can come to the festival to see them before they launch or something like this. Maybe these are different techniques we could uh, incorporate to get uh, general audiences in. Yeah, I can tell that definitely worked for us on our last festival. Uh, it's exactly what we did. So there was this one um, web series which ran for about two years, not uh, launching uh, episodes regularly, but once every few months. And they launched their, like, their last episode on the festival and it really brought quite an impressive amount of general audience who came to watch the episode oh, on nice. a big screen and before, uh, before it was launched online. Oh, that's really nice. That's cool. As we, as, as everyone, I'm assuming, know, there's so many um, video options these days for watching video. And I'm wondering, how do you see the relationship between uh, web series, short video series, 
um, to other video formats such as TV, film, streamers, uh, interactive. Right. Hmm. Well, that's also a, a very complex uh, relationship, right? I think, um, for example, like most people I know today, they don't, they don't have a TV or like, a, you know, like cable or dish anymore. Now they have multiple streaming accounts and, and YouTube is like the way to go now. A lot of people do. So it would be funny in the future if someone invents some type of service that has all these streaming accounts in one place and we're kind of back at TV, mm -hmm. right? But I think, I think short series or web series uh, will always coincide with, with streaming platforms uh, and social media because these are the places that you can put five-minute episodes or 20 or 15-minute episodes or have different durations per episode. Um, TV, the old-fashioned way that we know it, you know, with ads and commercials and whatnot, has a very structured format. It's very hard to change that format in most countries. I don't know. Uh, can't speak for every country. Um, so as long as we have these streaming services and, and short series, there will always be a really close relationship uh, with short series. Uh, you can see it now on Netflix. I mean, they, they got some episodes. Uh, like my son watches some cartoons that are 10 minutes to 7 minutes long. Uh, they have interactive. They've tried a few interactive projects as well. Um, so I think that's a good uh, good stepping stone for these other streaming services and, and the duration of projects uh, that way. Plus, I mean, the audience of streaming services are the people that watch projects, uh, watch shows on their phone or um, quick content. So I think um, there will always be a relationship there. Uh, for interactive I'm still waiting to see how it gets mastered. I know there's been a lot of attempts at making interactive projects um, other than gaming uh, and, the, and VR. Um, I'm still waiting to see how we can get series on a, on a, a interactive level that people are drawn to. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of submissions actually of interactive projects and they're really good. It's just, it seems it's hard to stay along for the long haul of the project, when you want to watch one episode, sometimes you don't want to make all these decisions. I think when like some people are on the train and they're going to work and maybe they don't, they just want to watch five minutes. They don't want to click so many different options. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm really not sure how the audience of interactive uh, web series feels and how they handle it and how they go with it. Yeah. But you described something interesting, some sort of a, ecosystem i would use the cliche but it is some sort of an ecosystem where web series touches also in from streaming to social networks to interactive content thinking about the festival and having your third festival right when is it happening the third festival is happening in september 2020 what is your practical goal of the festival so most festivals usually are in order to promote um content or ideas but do you have any other goal other than promoting and presenting um web series yes i mean presenting a web series is i'd say i wouldn't say it's our least goal uh least of our goals um it's definitely up there um but our main goal for the festival has always been uh to bridge or connect uh the danish film industry to discover uh, new talent on an international level and a local level mm -hmm. We want the Danish film industry to be inspired by some of these web series we get internationally and, and the way they tell stories. Because you can see that the stories that come out of countries, uh, come out of the international countries, uh, out of Denmark, have a lot of um, 
very creative ways of telling stories with minimal amount of money or minimal amount of actors or, or you know, just different uh, diverse stories. And Denmark seems, uh, we want Denmark to be inspired by that and to tell more stories like mm-hmm. that. Um, so we're kind of using the web series world uh, to help inspire more creatives in, in Denmark um, is, is our goal. And we want to be able to help them find ways into the industry, find ways to meet the right people so that they can pitch their diverse stories and we can get more creators coming out of here, more co-productions, internationally co international co-productions. And, um, and then, like I said uh, earlier, we want to be able to help people that can't get into some of these schools in, uh, in Denmark where in order to become a film director, you have to go to this one school. And if you don't go to that one school, then career is going to be very difficult to get in as a director. Sounds intense. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's, it's a small country and they have a very strict system of how things work. Um, and they know there's a lot of people in the industry that know that things need to change because, um, you know, they get the same people applying for the schools with the same stories and the same ideas. There's not much diversity. And um, we're trying to be that, that, that new uh, connection. Cool. That sounds interesting. The diversity like a lead word in what you're saying and i think it totally goes it is yeah goes with web series um joe what will your festival look like in five years where will you be well i mean this was our first year doing the pitch day and um it worked out very well we had a lot of uh um like like i keep saying diversity (laughs) (laughs) um but we saw this year really brought out the industry professionals to come check out the festival and and see what what we're bringing to the table. And it was very, um, it was, it was very good. It turned out very, very well. And um, so we'd like to, you know, we want to help in five years, we'd like to be in a place where we can help creators uh, solidify their careers within the industry and find their place um, by hopefully making, helping them make connections with platforms that will play content of their duration or genre or, you know, diverse storytelling. We'd also like to be in a place where we can help maybe financially support some productions of, of future creators and web series, whether it be by getting uh, companies to help put money into this, into the, you know, season one or season two, or, you know, just to help keep it growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's our plan. Yeah. We hope, uh, we hope to be able to have a bigger place in the film industry here where, um, where the people that bring, the new, the upcoming talent and new talent from all over the world to Denmark and help connect people. All right, Joe. So I got another bonus question before we wrap up. If you got a few more minutes, that's a, a question, a big question. Do you think that there is a profit model for web series? I mean, I think that's the question that everyone's been asking for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, in the beginning of uh, starting this web fest, we traveled to a few web festivals uh, to do research and to see what, what everyone's talking about. What kind of workshops are they giving? What kind of talks are they holding? And that always seems to come up as distribution and profit. Mm-hmm. And I think personally, I think that I have to um, stay away from wanting to put profit on web series because once we start putting profit and uh, start making it a, uh, start putting money on web series, then, then I think our stories are going to change. I think stories are going to start to be less diverse and people are going to, producers are, are going to want to make stories that fit a certain audience. Um, and and then, then we go back to this whole TV structure and, and, and this way, I think right now, I think it's important to let uh, these creators 
without money, be creative and not look for profits and, and see what happens. I, I really can't say how we can make a profit off of it, if we should make a profit off of it right away uh, or figure out how to make a profit off of it. Um, you know, I, there's some places, obviously, like um, we have a place here called TV2 uh, Play where there's, it's a streaming kind of a streaming service and, you know, they'll, they're picking up uh, web series in, in mm -hmm. a way. You know, there's a profit there. Um, but I think it should, it should remain a place where people don't think about profit. That's my personal opinion. Interesting. Because, you know, I, I, let me add one more thing. Because can, we can see it uh, when we get submissions. You can almost see who's made a project because uh, of their creativity and determination to tell stories and their passion to tell stories and who's made a project because they got a high budget and they just want to be a a big movie director or big star. And, and then you see that there's more, there's more story in, in these uh, people that don't think like that. The ones that are passionate about just telling creative ideas and creative stories. Mm. You know, a lot of people think uh, when, when they get money for a project, sometimes a lot of money hurts the project. And I think the web series world is a place where we can be diverse and where we can tell any story and uh, we shouldn't think about the financial aspects of it yet. That's my opinion. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> that's really interesting. I think that there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. Um, in order to be underground and be able to deal with subjects that are outside of the mainstream, you can't have the mainstream support. And usually that support comes with um, finance. Right. All right, Joe. So uh, before we wrap up, um, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, so we said that, um, your, that the Copenhagen Webfest is happening on September 2020 in Copenhagen. Um, are the submissions already open for the festival? Yes, the submissions are already open. Cool, and, we can, and people can uh, submit on Film Freeway? Yes, they can submit on Film Freeway. We also have just launched a, um, a new competition within the festival where it's a 10-second uh, to um, two-minute video uh, of a story circulating around uh, a coffee maker, and that's free to submit. Mm. So we just want people to figure out interesting ideas and stories. They can shoot it in any way. It doesn't matter. Um, but that's a little side competition we have going on this cool. year. So people can, should, should make two minutes um, videos around coffee? Yeah, a coffee maker. It just has to be in the story somehow. Um, but it's 10 seconds to two minutes, whatever they prefer. Um, and uh, they can submit that for free. They can shoot on their phone, shoot however. We just want to see how creative people can get around telling a story around a coffee maker. Cool. Is it a specific coffee maker? Nope. Any coffee nope. maker? Whatever they, however they envision, any coffee maker. Coffee pot, coffee maker. That whatever. sounds amazing. All right. And all of the details are either on your uh, Film Freeway um, site or on your website? Yes, exactly. Uh, cphwebfest.com. Amazing. All right, Joe, it's been a great, great pleasure to talking to you today. Um, I hope it was fun for you too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you very much. And we'll talk soon. Yes, thank you, Yvonne. Have a great day. You too.